What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local, as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast. Subscribe to Move Local and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Duntas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton. Alongside me today is my co-host, Don Lazar. Don, how are we doing today? Life is good. Sun is shining. We've got uh, all the summer events coming in mm-hmm. hot, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Summer's here. The kids are officially out of school. I know you are off doing zoo yesterday and some other things. Yeah, you know what? We didn't end up at the zoo. We ended up at uh, Binbrook Conservation doing treetop tracking. The kids had a blast. It was <laughs> even better. It was, yeah, yeah, and we went to the beach right afterwards. It was yeah, so it's like full full summer. It's yeah. great. Slip and slide day on Wednesday, on Wednesday. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wish I could came. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're back with another interview, guys. Super excited about this one. We have Casey. She is the creator of Or Movement Studio on Lock Street. Um, we're excited to talk to her about all things Pilates, launching the business, fitness, and all that stuff. So, Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be in this space <laughs> with you doing this. Yeah. How's your morning been so far? Uh, it's been good. Um, it starts off usually the same way, a little teaching in the morning, go home and get my daughter ready for school, drop her off, take the dog for a walk around Shadow Golf Course. Nice. So, yeah. That's a good start. It's what, what time is it? It's 10 a.m.? You've crushed it so far. Sounds like yeah. a beautiful way to start the day. Lots of movement. Yeah, it is. Um, dog walking is best. If you don't own a dog, get one. <laughs> yeah. It's like my very, you know, good, easy, healthy movement, good relationship advice to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't own a dog, but I was talking about this the other day with a friend. I'm like, walking is one of the most underrated, like, fitness things you can add into your life, both, like, physically and mentally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zen time. It is very zen, especially, I mean, around here, there are lots of trails. It's very shady. Also, our, like, I have a Bernese mountain dog, so she's very furry. Summer is not her jam. So if we can be in the shade when we walk, she's very much likes that. So, um, yeah, dogs are great, and they give you a reason to walk. So It's true. Why don't we start with the, like, fitness, health, all that? How did that become part of uh, your life? Um, 
How far back? <laughs> Wherever you want to take it. Uh, I mean, I've always been a mover, although, I mean, I, when we're kids, I don't think we call ourselves mover. We're just kids doing things. Um, so I've always really liked, uh, like, physical play, whether it's sports or climbing trees or doing stuff like that. Um, yeah. And if there's ever a sport, even now, or if there's something to do, I'm always game for it. Like, play, let's play this. Let's try rock climbing. Let's do whatever. So in that sense, yeah, um, I just always really enjoy that sort of kinesthetic expression of stuff. Um, I played sports, did all that kind of thing. Um, and then when I was in university, did a bit of yoga, took some Pilates, and that just sort of like steamrolled into like this is interesting maybe I'll take some training in this because I find it interesting uh, and then that led to teaching and then sort of um, yeah rolled that light um, it was never I guess it was a very circuitous route and I've ended up here and I like it uh, but it was never oh this is the thing I'm gonna do it there's the end goal um, but yeah I'm here now and it's great <laughs> so th this sort of started through um, through through alchemy a little bit, right? Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. So how, how did you get connected with alchemy from the kind of Pilates, yoga, yeah, 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 teaching um, background? So uh, my husband and I were in Toronto. Well, we both lived in Hamilton, went to Mac, and then we moved to Toronto, and we were about to have uh, our daughter. So we moved back here, uh, and postpartum, I was looking for a Pilates studio or a yoga studio that offered a class at a time that worked for me postpartum, and that just didn't really exist. And so I was like, it doesn't even really matter. I don't care if it's Pilates, I don't care if it's yoga. I just want something that I know consistently is a no-brainer or part of the schedule that works with an eight-month-old baby. Um, and it turns out I was over at my brother-in-law's place uh, and I was sort of complaining, like I can't find anything. All of these classes are sort of in nap times and I can't obviously leave her at nap time or leave her any time unless my husband is home uh, and they said oh we go to this CrossFit gym they have 530 in the morning classes and I thought well that's crazy but also perfect everyone is sleeping I can go and come back and no one will even know that I left the house um, so I just started going to Alchemy because it fit my schedule uh, again a similar thing I was like it didn't matter what it was uh, it was just that I was there and moving and that just sort of built the relationship with Duncan and Broder. I just went there consistently for a couple of years and then the pandemic hit. Uh, so also in the background of all of this, I was teaching yoga or not yoga really, mostly Pilates. Um, and so when the pandemic hit, they were looking for ways to like offer their members things online They're like well why don't we do a more chill versus a crossfit like a chill hour online where we're sort of you know slowing things down paying attention to what we're doing when we're moving and then they just said oh yeah you do that do you want to do that for us uh and i said sure and that again just sort of like snowballed into okay well now that we're back in person do you want to teach some uh we called them functional mobility classes so you know for crossfitters getting into like basically mobilizing a lot of stuff that they keep pretty stiff uh yeah and so i still sort of teach the functional mobility although it's paused right now until we get uh or kind of uh up and running but that is kind of how that wove or weaves together 
Yeah, one, one thing I love about Broder and Duncan is, is their ability to sort of adapt and then also um, incorporate their community, right? Um, yeah. They, they, really, they really lean into like the human resources or the human capital that they have, you know, um, gathered within, within that community they've, they've built, which is really cool. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It is, yeah, very great like that. Uh, and I mean, everyone's always also willing to really like jump in and dive in because I think everyone's experience there for the most part is really great. So, uh, yeah, it's nice in that way. The one question I had is like, you know, you talked about doing a lot of sports growing up and kind of just moving as a kid and just jumping into everything. seems like kind of exploring movement is something that you like to do. Is that what drew you into like Pilates and yoga, like that exploration? Or was there something else that kind of drew you towards that specifically? Uh, Yeah, probably exploration initially. I mean, sort of, I'll just check this out. And I think sort of when I was in university, that's when yoga was maybe becoming a little more like Mm. not this niche niche thing that only a few people did, but it was sort of coming up. And I was like, all right, let's see about this. And at the time, um, yoga was fine. I didn't really love it. it wasn't really challenging for me in a lot of ways. I have pretty mobile, so it's just like, oh, we're just opening up and it's cool and there are elements of it that I like. I like the breath, the subtlety of it, but it didn't really sort of hook me right away. Uh, But then I went to a Pilates class and it was like, great, you have that mobility, but can you control it? Can you do this under control, under some load? And I thought, oh yeah, this is, this is definitely like my lane. I like this challenge. I get the subtlety. I get the breath of all of that in yoga, but with this added element of um, moving really precisely and under control and yeah, that sort of stuff. So that was the sort of hook. And I found a teacher, I think is specifically with like yoga or Pilates, your teacher makes a very big difference in how you connect to that practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause they are talking at you constantly for about an hour. So if you are into their style and it sort of resonates with you, then it goes a long way. And so I found that with Pilates right away and not so much with yoga. So that is sort of how I took that turn. Yeah, I think that that's really interesting that you that you comment on like the importance of like resonating with, with the teacher and their style. Because um, I think a lot of people have maybe tried Pilates or yoga and been like, oh, it's not, not for me. But... Um, you know, what I take from what you just said is that maybe try a different teacher, right? Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent. I have taken, yeah, several dozens of yoga classes, dozens of Pilates classes, um, with different instructors. And even still now as a Pilates instructor, I can understand, I'm like, you're a great teacher, phenomenal teacher. You're not my teacher. Like I'm just not in the flow of your class. Um, and that's fine. I think that's also like also an important lesson if you are a Pilates or a yoga instructor, um, that it's often not personal um, if someone comes to your class or doesn't come to your class uh, because we all have personalities and different offerings in ways that we teach. So um, yeah, do your thing and people will come to you kind of thing, I guess. Uh, yeah. no, I agree with that, yeah. I think it's good. I think it's. I think it's important for you as an instructor to be yourself as well, right? And that's gonna be fulfilling for you in, in the job. I think what happens sometimes is we try to alter 
ourselves to please every single person, which is just impossible to do. And then you end up not being yourself and then that doesn't feel good. And then you, you don't really like what you're doing sometimes. So I think it's important for sure to like be yourself and kind of go at it your yeah, own way. I but agree more at the same time. I, I mean, I'm, I think we do, we go through this too. It's like constantly fighting the battle. Like, okay, can I improve somewhere where I can improve how I communicate or how I say these things in a way that can be more impactful to people to better your skills because I think as like an instructor or a coach you can always improve your skills that might not doesn't have to shift your personality or how you like come across but you can add those tools to your toolbox to help improve the experience so it's always like a constant battle I feel like sometimes yeah uh yeah I think yeah that's spot on so I mean I'm always uh ask for feedback after classes or privates and uh, just to always constantly be learning, being like, oh, that landed with you or that didn't landed with you. I like that sequence, but maybe with your feedback, I can change it so it also helps you out a little bit better. Uh, so I think, yeah, you have to strike this balance with this is how I approach movement and this is how I teach, but also, you know, not being really rigid in that and bringing your personality. I mean, the thing about yoga and pilates is that they've been around for a long time and even i'm sure for physio no one's reinventing movement uh, a squat is a squat how you teach the squat what cues you use how you approach it with people i mean that's where that's what makes your physio or your yoga or your pilates or whatever teaching that's what makes it different and that's what people come for yeah yeah no i i totally agree with that so I was something that came to mind when we were talking about sort of um kind of adapting and like as a coach and learning and kind of continually challenging how you approach communication was um, you referenced that you had started with kind of alchemy online and I know personally uh, and Duncan maybe or <laughs> Dalton all the D's <laughs> all the D's yeah Dalton you can uh, you can maybe attest to this as well but um, when COVID hit and we had to transition physio online um, I think my skills as a communicator in the clinical sense, um, like leveled up huge for me. Um, it, it made me really have to evaluate how I was communicating and what I was telling people and, and assessing how that was impacting their experiences. Right. Um, did you find a similar sense? Cause it sounds like you were doing some Pilates prior to that as well. So, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I did my first uh, I guess teacher training of Pilates in oh, 10 years ago in 2012 so I've been teaching sort of on and off but then started teaching more full-time in 2018 when I moved here so I had been teaching for full-time for about two years so uh, I mean both yes and no as when you're teaching a group class of people you really have to do be aware of your words, notice what is working and what isn't. So that awareness uh, or that sort of mindfulness didn't really change. What did was how to teach a group of people who aren't in the same room. So a lot of the times when I, you're cueing or I'm talking, it's like, and so we're going to step towards the back wall. Everyone knows where the back wall is. Um, instead of using, it, just being mindful, like, do people know they're left from the right? Is that gonna be helpful in this moment? Or can I say something like, okay, everyone's screen is in front of them. So like, let's reach towards their screen or step towards their screen. So being like, how to orient people when everyone is in a different space was something that was 
I think the challenge for me there. Yeah, not getting the feedback too. I feel like sometimes oh, yes. it's very challenging. I found <laughs> like we did so we did a bunch of like uh, virtual like webinars, and that was such a weird thing to like present but not have that like feedback you don't realize how much you feed off of the feedback of the people in the room and how that actually changes how you deliver things so it's a totally different experience on both ends yeah it absolutely is I um liked to tell jokes in class or just like you know try and make things light and make it a bit more conversational so that was very hard for me yeah I would say a joke and then I would hear no laughter obviously (laughs) and I was like so that was funny I assume everyone at home is laughing and that's great we'll just keep moving on so yeah that energy of the room I I missed quite a bit Um, and also which was fine anyone was invited to turn their screen off if they wanted to but sometimes a lot of like most of the people would turn their screens off so you're also teaching really to just like black squares, blacked out squares with little names on it. So that was tough too. So you're sort of like, I'm trusting that everyone's doing this thing Mm -hmm. uh, and no one's hurting themselves, but I don't really know. So if there's a problem, I hope someone, you know, lets me know. Um, Yeah. Well, now you have this beautiful space and you can get all that feedback from people. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about, or like what, how did it kind of come to fruition? Where where did like the name come from? All that stuff. Sure. Uh, I mean, sort of to Don's point earlier about Duncan and Broder, I think one of their really great assets is always sort of thinking opportunities. Like they just sort of are like looking at that, like what can we do here and there? And so when the pandemic hit and then we were down capacity at their original location this space came available for rent and so they thought all right we'll just turn this into it like an annex space and so our membership can still get that capacity they'll just be split into two location which was um very smart idea for them um and so it was like that for two years and then recently they moved to a bigger location uh, and in the winter sort of Duncan like this is our plan we won't really need this space on Lock Street anymore as a CrossFit space so he was just sort of like so do you want to have a Pilates studio do you want to uh, do this with us uh, and I actually for the first few times that he suggested I was like no actually I don't (laughs) I'm not interested I'm very happy to teach uh I'm not there and so uh Duncan can be pretty persuasive and so he kept asking talking you know dreaming for me really uh and that sort of got into my head uh you know in conversations with my husband and sort of being like oh yeah that might not be that bad uh and so one day I just said, yes, okay, let's do it. Uh, and then our first sort of a business was coming up with a name, which is, I guess, an interesting one. We went back and forth a lot. Uh, we had a lot of people chiming in. What kind of name? Do you make it really simple and obvious, like 140 movement because the address is 140? Or do you name it like something to do with lock and it's very you know, easy to understand and it makes sense when people hear it? Uh, or you do something different, which is sort of what or is. Um, and I guess with something creative things like that, I'm always very like try and rely on my tuition. And so after several weeks of not having a name, but several in the pot, I just sort of said to Duncan, we'll know like some the word will come or the name will come. 
and we'll just know and there'll be no hesitation we'll just say like that's it that's what uh, that's what it is and I was in here uh, probably at this time of day and as you can see there's like a lot of sunlight golden light through the stained glass windows I thought, yeah it's so great when people are in here it really is very golden in this space uh, and then it just sort of sort of stream of conscious gold or alchemy it's like dealing with like you know the changing of metals I was like we're just gonna call it ore. it's gonna be ore. Um, and so that is how it came, and I sort of had that feeling of, oh yeah, that's it, it's perfect. Uh, I don't think Duncan had that feeling when I told him. He was like, uh-huh. I was like, you know what, I, I believe in it, I love it, and he was like, yeah, cool, then it's or, so yeah. I, I, I love it, I love that, um, <clears throat> that kind of throw to, to alchemy, and I also, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I, I tend to, re, um, gravitate away from things that are fixed on a location or a, or a space or a name like you know um dalton lano physiotherapy it just it, it's not it, it's it's a a job not a not a business right mm -hmm. not a brand right um i love that or is is a brand like this could you know expand with with alchemy with whatever with yourself right you know mm -hmm. it could be mm -hmm. like to have a second location for example you know whether that happens or is any of any interest there's the opportunity to do that without it being like well we have to come up with a new name and new branding and it, right. it, at a mm -hmm. second location right so um and yeah I'm, i mean I'm, I'm a big fan oh thanks um and there was another we were thinking about oh yeah the ore works uh and the other thing that we thought was that gold ore and well i mean really even iron ore you have to work at the stuff to get the good stuff out of it mm. and we thought that applied like you, we do have to do some work to get the good absolutely um, like so that deeper to get that value out of it so yeah but that's cool because i think people will like people want to associate themselves to something that has meaning so mm -hmm. even if people never ask you about that oh, they do which they do <laughs> right they get asked all but, the time but sometimes <laughs> it, the people don't right and it's cool because then like at some point, people might be like, oh, what's this about? Now you have reasonings behind why the name is the way that it is, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the important thing about trying to create, like, a brand or a community versus, like, Pilates on Lock Street, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what goes on in here, then? Tell me about <laughs> if I'm walking off the street. We just had someone coming off the street, which you say happens, right? Yeah, it um, does happen what, what kind of stuff do you guys offer, like, in this space? Uh, well, we offer Pilates and yoga. Uh, we have a variety of instructors. I'm not the only one here. Um, so we offer group classes. They're all mat-based uh, and different styles of, so, you know, classes that focus on, you know, your fundamentals of Pilates versus a, maybe a more advanced class. Uh, and also, same thing with yoga. Is it a more restorative yoga class or is it a power flow class uh, in... I think two weeks we'll also be starting an acro yoga class. So that's a partner. If you don't know what acro yoga, you do it in pairs and you sort of get into postures while like entwined or like off of someone's base and someone's standing on them. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but the pictures look really cool. Um, and I'm obviously not the one teaching that class. Um, oh yeah, and mom and baby classes. Fun. I, I acro sounds like a blast. Um, yeah, you want to be fun. my want to be my base? Uh, sure. Right, yeah, cool. I can do that. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, let's let's do let's do. That means you're the flyer. You're the one. Um, I wonder, you know, what might be useful for some of the listeners is actually, and, and you touched on it a little bit earlier, but is, is differentiating between um, Pilates and yoga. Yeah, um, sure. So I think um, sort of two answers here. If you go v- back, traditionally speaking, traditional Pilates and sort of traditional yoga, they're actually pretty different. Uh, I mean, Traditionally, yoga is a spiritual practice. You have different sort of lineages, and if you did a teacher training or something, you're usually taught by a guru, and people like know your line of, oh, you were taught in this, you know, specific modality with this guru, so you would expect this sort of type of yoga. Um, so there are lots of types of yoga. Um, or, I mean, sort of a traditional Pilates, you have a, like a classical, what they call a classical repertoire, and there are only those kind of exercises. And for sure, teachers now will offer modifications, but if you were to go to a very classical teacher, it is a very regimented um, practice. Pilates, if you don't know, is named after Joseph Pilates. It was a man who made it up. Um, not that long ago, but 100 years ago, 1920s. Um, and he came up with it mostly as a rehab protocol. He was in um, an internment camp in World War One, and he had all of these uh, men in beds, and his protocol was sort of like, get these people back to good health. What can we do when you're lying in bed, you supine, and still get strong? So that is how Pilates sort of came about. Um, and it's much more like precise, controlled, focus. Uh, one of the books that he wrote, uh, and he's like, you know, Pilates is the art of controlled movement, whereas I don't think necessarily someone would say, like, use that definition for yoga. But now um, I actually see them colliding a lot more. Modern yoga is very different. You get a lot more cueing and a lot more, I guess, pulling not necessarily from Pilates but sort of that idea of like you do need to move in say this big hip openness or hip extension from a controlled place and it's not just open everything and extend your back and let your ribs fly and compress your lumbar spine let's open but be in control so I think that's coming into yoga and then I also think more contemporary Pilates is you get lots of modifications. It's not just this classical repertoire where you have to follow the specific exercises in a row. Um, So here, um, I mean, you do get yoga and Pilates, but my classes, uh, while based out of Pilates, do sometimes feel like a little bit like a yoga class because I think mindful movement is an umbrella that you could put both of those under. um, And you do get that here for sure. Yeah. And I know, like, using, like, balls and stuff, is that more Pilates versus yoga? Like, when we were here yeah. the other day, you had us trying to balance yeah. on the ball and Yeah, all yeah, stuff. The blue squish, as I yeah. lovingly call it, <laughs> is definitely a Pilates prop. Um, I mean, I don't know where that came from necessarily, but, I mean, yoga blocks and dowels and things like that are, you know, right. more yoga-y. But that's not to say that, like, you couldn't use a blue squish in a yoga practice or toning balls in a yoga practice. Right. Uh, we have a teacher here 
who puts ankle weights for a power flow class, so you, and also maybe not something you would necessarily associate with yoga, but for the first half of her class, they wear ankle weights, and then you kind of revisit your students without the ankle weights for the latter half, and just to notice how that changes, how you're moving, your awareness, things like that. Sweet. Um, I just totally lost my train of thought. I had a good question, too. Um, before we transition to the rapid fire questions, this is what I wanted to ask you. Mm. What, um, what are you most excited about when it comes to or and what it's about to be? Because you're at the you're at the beginning now, which is mm -hmm. cool. Like it's an exciting time. You got everything off the ground, and now you get to watch everything kind of play out and develop. So, what are you most excited for? Um, one of the things is, I mean, community. It is sort of when we were thinking of this, uh, even really before we started talking about it. I mean, people were already asking about it. Like, there were hints of it, but they're like, oh, is this happening? Is this opening? Like, in still people off the street. Um, so I'm really excited to have the community come in. And even as people have come in for the in their soft open in the past two weeks, one of the sort of resounding themes has been sort of like, meh. Of course, what, yes, I'm so happy this is here. Th there couldn't be a better location. I'm so uh, grateful I can walk, I, all of this thing. So like to have that, and it feels very welcoming already that, um, yeah, we're sort of here. We have you know neighbors coming over and chatting with us. So like just building on that, um, I guess in sort of the idea that like the also like abundance, like we, this is a yoga and Pilates place, and there are obviously other yoga and Pilates places, but there's enough people and there's enough interest, so like, let's just all share um, in that and you know, move well and just give people more opportunity um, to yeah, keep moving and in, be in space with each other. Yeah, I, I, love, I love that abundance mindset for sure. I think, I think that... Um, you know, we, we share that with you for sure. It's, it's, you know, it's all about sort of making, kind of raising the whole community up, right? And get, mm -hmm. creating opportunities and um, the community of practitioners as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of sharing visions and ideas and approaches. And, you know, I think, I think that that's a, an awesome uh, mindset to have coming into, you know, the early phases of a business for sure. Yeah, I mean that. I feel like it, that's a work in progress. It can be hard, especially when you're opening up. You know, is this going to work? Isn't it? Uh, are people coming? Is there enough interest? Uh, and you just sort of have to realize, you know, there is um, sort of like if you build it, they will come, sort of thing. And that has very much so far been the case. Uh, and I think if you just keep giving that out, mm. you'll just keep getting it in return. Yeah, and I think I think the experience, right? Just making sure that you're always, um, we always kind of think like, okay, how can we better the client experience? What, you know, how how could the, what might have gone sideways with that experience, and how could we make it better? Or um, so that that client client first approach is is key, right? Mm -hmm. um, and if you kind of create that environment where people feel heard and you know cared for, then you know it's gonna. It's gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a great move by like Alchemy to expand out into this. Like, it's such a it's such a good fit for the community for like Alchemy even itself. And mm -hmm. now you get to extend out. I think it's cool because you get to extend out further into 
outside of Alchemy's community to a different kind of niche of people mm -hmm. than the CrossFit, mm -hmm. right? But then can bring them into the, like the, the Alchemy ecosystem, which could lead back into Alchemy, right? And I think having Alchemy be open to like kind of expanding out into something like this is such a great idea um, and just enhances like you're talking about the, the overall like ex health experience people can get in Hamilton. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's interesting you, you bring that up because it was, uh, <clears throat> you know, only like two and a half or three years ago that they transitioned from Alchemy CrossFit to Alchemy Community Fitness. And right. now, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which uh, makes sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you're, I mean, very much uh, speaking my language there, Dalton, I think, and I mean, for me personally, I, I probably sort of alluded to this earlier, but diverse movement is really, I think, the key to a, like longevity in the joints and in health and overall you know stuff like that so i absolutely think people that are a part of alchemy and they do crossfit would benefit greatly from coming here and i think people that gravitate to yoga and pilates would benefit greatly from going to crossfit i don't mm. think we need to limit ourselves uh in the ways that we move uh, yeah generally so i love also this kind of like intertwining and dovetailing of these two places um so yeah, yeah you don't need to be put in a box that I, yeah, you know, i'm just, a crossfitter or i'm a yogi or mm -hmm. a, yeah pilates devotee um well let's let's roll into the into yep. the rapid fires one uh one that came to mind for you right early on was uh you know your favorite trail to walk your burmese on oh um yeah usually it has to be something very cool i do like I'm not going to remember the name of it, but it's the trailhead off of Marion and Westdale. And maybe it's Sassafras. Mm. It's not very long, but it's mm -hmm. in the shade uh, for her, which is essential. Uh, and I, it was very convenient because I used to drop my daughter off at daycare. So we'd do the daycare. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like wherever my daughter goes, we find a trail around there and uh, move from there. Is it Sassafras Trail? I that, think so. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you end up a kind of at a lookout point. You can look out into the bay and it's uh -huh. very nice, especially if it's in the fall. You can kind of look across to the RBG. Yeah. It's lovely. It's a nice one. Uh, let's go least favorite CrossFit movement. Oh. Ooh. I mean, I have to, anything really, I'm just not um, super proficient at gymnastics movements. So, um, yeah, something in that realm. Also, I just hate push-ups. Push-ups I don't like either. <laughs> uh, they're okay. They're just not, you know, my favorite. I'll do a burpee pretty much over anything gymnastics uh, any day. So. It's funny because, like, a lot of people will go immediately to something like the burpee or the assault bike as, like, least favorite thing. But you forget about the gymnastics. Like, there's some gymnastic movements in CrossFit where I'm like, Dad, this is terrible. Like, I don't want to do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm very much a, like high grit low skill movement lover like give me <laughs> me and you me and you give I love me that. like Grind a nice it. chipper where i just yeah. have to like get really like deep into like the mental game of like oh i'm doing wall balls or thrusters <laughs> or i'm on the salt bike and i just have to grind it out and not think about it perfect yeah. mm. um tell me i have to do like eight pull-ups <laughs> <laughs> not having fun with that how about uh coffee or tea both actually uh, oh, it was an or question <laughs> <laughs> uh i you know previous to a couple of years ago i would have exclusively said coffee uh 
my husband and I are big coffee fans. Uh, but recently, coffee has not been feeling super great. So mm. green tea. Okay. Tea is super diverse too. Like you can get so it many is. different experiences. But in that from sense, tea. it's a little overwhelming. I just yeah. like, give me the green tea. It's good. I like it. We're good. <laughs> um, Jenna's been asking this one when we've done podcasts: um, pancakes or waffles? Oh, uh, waffles. That's what not about even you? really a question. Oh, waffles for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Nice fluffy waffle. Oh, pancakes. Sh- sorry. Just sorry. She was asking pancakes or French toast, but that's also a good like. I would say, oh, what would you say to pancakes or French toast? I mean, French toast is often done terribly bad and it's just soggy. If it is light and very crisp, a.k.a. like a waffle, then, then French enough. toast. <laughs> I, find, I find French toast really heavy most times. I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah, so pancakes? Yeah. Yeah, me so, too. I, I'm a waffle guy, though. If I had to go pancakes, waffle. Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm on board with the waffles. Yeah, yeah, waffles. I guess there's a, there is, um, <laughs> there's a trick to good French toast. And you have to buy a thick cut bread and you leave it out overnight so it gets stale. Mm. So when you dip it in the egg mixture, it's not just a sponge because when you use fresh bread, basically the bread just uh-huh. soaks up too much of the egg mixture. But if you leave it out overnight, the bread gets a little stale and it only kind of coats it. Mm. That's there, good French toast. There it is, tip. people. I think yeah. that's what we end on right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let's do um, what. Um, well, let's do one. Let's do what's your favorite local restaurant, and then we'll move into the last question. Mm. I mean, I, I I don't have an answer for that. Uh, I kind of like any food, and we'll eat pretty much anything. But next door is Hammerheads, and they do a poke bowl, which I have recently fallen in love with, and have had one like at least once a week for the past nice. month. Uh, and they offer them Tuesday to Thursday until they sell out, and they always sell out. So you usually, if you go around noon, you'll get it but it's delicious. Have you ever dabbled in poke? Oh yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever had Oh my one. gosh, you have to go there. They're so good. You, they offer salmon and tuna. What time did you say it starts at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not on Fridays. Oh. It's only Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but is. they do do a lobster roll, I think on Friday, if seafood is something you like. Yeah. So, so we always end with, uh, with two questions. Um, first one is, what does move local mean to you? Um, yeah, my gut just sort of like, first thing is like walking my dog. Uh, moving in my neighborhood or, you know, anywhere. Uh, yeah, just walking. Walking in your neighborhood. Um, I, which maybe, I don't know if that's, that's, that's full, the that's, question. That's full circle. We started <laughs> yeah. this off by uh, talking about yeah. a walk and we're ending it on a walk. <laughs> and I'm with you. I think it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a great way to move local. And you get a, you know, I mean, you meet your neighbors that way. Uh, mm. Lots of, especially if people are dog lovers and you have a friendly looking dog which I do, you talk to a lot of people, so it's nice. Yeah, great. And uh, anyone that you'd recommend that we, that we connect with? Um, oh, man. I don't know. Didn't, like movement-y people? Can yeah, be any, anyone. anyone. Foodie people? We like foodie yeah, we people. We love the food ones because we just entice <laughs> them to let us taste all their food on the podcast. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. We haven't done anything music music related That's, or arts related we haven't we, yeah it's been a yeah we haven't dabbled too much into that uh-huh. yeah mm, i mean i'd like to say i have an answer but i don't know you if can, i do you can take a rain check and then just let us know i'll, I'll rain check it yeah. in yeah. and maybe you can throw it in your show notes i'm sure after you leave i'll be like oh yeah obviously these six people would have been a perfect answer totally. yeah. for that and that's uh, just as good yeah well, i mean that's hmm. okay. okay where can people find 
you guys on Instagram? How can they come do a class? All that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So we're still in our soft open right now, which means we have a very limited schedule um, until June 30th. So until next Thursday. Uh, but if you want to come during the soft open, it's free. So come because it's mm. free. Uh, and you just have to go to our website, which is or movement. So O-R-E like gold ore, <laughs> uh, movement.ca. And there's uh, just a very short form, your name, your email, and then that comes to us. And then we send you three, three free class passes. Uh, so that's the best way to come right now. And then when we fully open with our very big, beautiful schedule, uh, that will be July 6th. Uh, and then you can just come in or go to the website also. On Instagram, we are at or movement with a hanging out little underscore at the end. Don't forget that. Uh, and that's, I think, it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Casey, thanks so much for having us in the space again. I'm super excited for or and everything you guys are doing. I do think there's going to be a lot of golden moments. Yeah, right? I mean, here. that's so, of course. Yeah. That was very nice. Yeah. Uh, that was perfect, actually. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks, Casey.